Hey, party people, what's good? Candia Johnson is in your listening ears with another episode of Candia Conversations. I am recording this podcast on November 18th. It's a week before Turkey Day, aka Thanksgiving. And this year, I couldn't be more excited for the holidays. You know, last year we were in the hospital um, in the intensive care unit with my mom. And I mean, even this kind of continued on from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. So as you can imagine, I'm ready for the turkey day turn up this year, right? I'm looking forward to my cranberry sauce. Oh, the whole berry cranberry sauce, not that jellied one. Stuffing. Um, let me see. Oh, and I'm the dessert girl. So I'm usually responsible for sweet potato pies, rum cakes. Oh, and the cocktails, of course. Oh, and then last night I was voluntold by my mama for potato salad. So I'm going to let her slide, y'all, because, you know, last year she was hemmed up in intensive care. So I let her slide and make her little re- request. I'm going to let her slide this year. Next year is a different story. But anywho, I said all that to say, y'all, I'm so excited. If y'all need some recipes, oh, another thing, if you need some recipes, make sure you follow the Kitchenista, Angela Davis, on Instagram and Twitter. She is amazing, okay? She has a holiday cookbook and appetizer guide which is full of mouth-watering dishes like pomegranate lamb chops. Uh, she has a turkey recipe. Uh, she has a great recipe, too, for sweet potato biscuits, which I might as well just add to the list of things that I have to cook since I'm already going to be working my be- entire behind off cutting up potatoes for potato salad and sweet potato pies. So, anywho, she's a total badass in the kitchen. Um, I actually had an opportunity to interview her as well for BlackEnterprise.com. She has an awesome story. She's a single mom. Um, She was an accountant. She used cooking as a creative outlet. And now uh, she's in it full time with a personal chef business. So her Instagram and Twitter, she's a writer on Twitter, uh, is the Kitchenista or at the Kitchenista. Yeah. So anywho, listen, y'all, safe travels if you're traveling. Enjoy your family and friends. I'm such in a reflective space, of course, because it's Thanksgiving, um, but You have to learn. I can't stress enough. I try to stress it a lot on my podcast just to always try to get into a very, very uh, state, uh, attitude of gratitude. Always try to adopt that attitude of gratitude, right? Because this is the thing. It can't be about the grind and the hustle all of the time. Sometimes we spend too much time beating ourselves up over what we don't have. Learn to sit down and enjoy your space, right? And you will never know how blessed you are if you keep your eyes on other people's blessings. So on top of everything else, this is like a perfect time to unplug from the comparison trap, aka social media, and find the good, you know, in everything around you. So, Okay, guys, you know what? Oh, what are y'all most looking forward to? What are you thankful for? Drop me a line and let me know. What's your favorite Thanksgiving activity? I want to get all in y'all business. Let me know, okay, what y'all looking forward to. This holiday, it doesn't even have to be for Thanksgiving. Um, I just want people to really start thinking about the things that they are grateful for. So, anywho, another thing that I wanted to celebrate is the fact that I am coming up on my four-year Quitiversary. It's been four years since I handed in my three week F this I'm out of here notice to my employer. Right. And I wanted to talk about because this year, I guess this is another reason why I'm such in a reflective space, because knowing where I was four years ago, 10 years ago, uh, working a job that I hate. And I don't want to say I hated the job. I hated the lifestyle more so. But 
So I wanted to talk about some of the things, uh, the lessons that I've learned, how I'm celebrating, how I want you to celebrate with me. And the one question that you should ask yourself before 2018. And so listen, y'all, your girl has been a straight celebration mode. And I'm like, okay, so how could I celebrate, right? Dinner party, happy hour, skydiving. I thought about a haircut, maybe booking another trip to, to South Africa on a safari. But you know what? I realized it still didn't feel gratifying for me. And so a few weeks ago, I was driving back home to New Jersey from my mom's house in Virginia. And I started thinking about all of the things that I wish I would have known four years ago. And truthfully, I I wasn't ready for entrepreneurship, y'all. Okay. But the crazy thing is, listen, you're never really fully ready for anything, but I wasn't really ready. Okay. And I know that not only I not only was I not prepared in understanding the process of the things that I needed to do every single day to bring money in, but I also lacked the confidence to simply put myself out there and speak up for myself. I I failed at attracting clients because I was so afraid of promoting myself or promoting my work. Uh, I severely undercharged my rate because I didn't have a clue right about pricing or packaging. Uh, once again, I was just afraid to ask for the rate that I needed because I was afraid that people would think like, oh, she's charging too much. Right. And above and all else, I realized that there were two things that took me the longest to learn. One, that your success is really found in your daily routine. Right. You have to know any next level of success that you require is going to really, really demand that you have a clear understanding of the routine habits and processes that's going to help you get to that next level, right? Success can be found in your daily routine. The other thing is that I struggled. The second thing that I struggled with was the confidence factor, right? And it was, it's this thing called imposter syndrome that I try to talk about a lot in my workshops and even with my clients, each and every time that you are about to level up in, in life, There will be a voice in your head that tells you you're not ready. There will be a voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough, that you're a fraud. Okay, you need to understand and be prepared to invite that voice in, but then tell it it's time to leave and move on. And all of us struggle with that. I remember I, um, a couple of months ago, I came across this article by Maya Angelou. Well, it wasn't written by her. It talked about her in the New York Times. I'll include that in the podcast notes. And she said that at the time she was a Grammy Award winner. She was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. She had published 13 books. And even at that point, she still said to herself, they're going to find me out. I'm a fraud. I'm not as good as I think I am. And so I say that because I want you to understand that we all, especially women, we struggle with this imposter syndrome and it keeps us really, really stuck. It's something that, you know, even today, I still struggle with it, right? I've just learned that you work through it. You don't wait for that feeling to get away. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm saying all this to say, I don't believe in regrets, but I do believe in taking your lessons and paying them forward, which is why I'm super excited to introduce um, my She Deserves More Mentorship mastermind and partnership project. In a nutshell, She Deserves More is about helping you position yourself for more visibility, more income, more connections to women mentors and investors and partners around the world. It's really the support 
that I wish I had when I left my corporate job, right? Ironically, it's also the, the support that, it's also the access that I wish I had when I hit a wall while climbing that corporate ladder of success. And the best part about this is I've called on a few of my personal trailblazers making career moves and changing lives around the world in fashion, philanthropy, banking, technology, interior design, and media to be a part of my mentor matching program. That's a huge part of it, especially for my mid-career women, because I feel like oftentimes at that mid-career point, we are often neglected. And there's like everything available now for millennials. And Millennials, y'all could come on board too. I hate that term too. Let me just say that because I know too many different millennials. So I hate to push y'all all in one category. But um, I really wanted to, to, to focus on the mid-career women, right? And over the last year, I have to say, my connections and relationships saved my career, right? And on top of everything else, right? Between my work interviewing women, uh, entrepreneurs and trailblazers for publications like Black Enterprise Magazine and the workshops that I've done over the last year and a half. I think I'm way over 50 at this point. I meet some incredibly dope, smart, amazing, innovative women. Seriously, I'd be like, can I just borrow your brain for just a second? Make me a couple of, a couple of thousand in one day or something, right? But a lot of the times, the sad part of it is these women don't understand their power, right? And so they don't understand or we're not fully prepared to have that seat at the table, right? So everybody now, oh, I want to seat at the table. I'm reclaiming my time. But are you really prepared to speak up for yourself when you get there? Are you really prepared to negotiate a financial deal or a salary promotion? Are you really prepared to lead a team? Are you really prepared to talk about real money moves, and articulate your value and your standout factor in the workplace or, or as a whole in your career, right? So I understand that for the most of us, it's not the skill set that holds us back. It's really the confidence factor. And it's also the mindset, right, that kind of keeps us stuck in place, whether it's because we are comparing ourselves or we don't understand the power of connection, and mentorship, right? And also, you know, I, through my interviews in the last two weeks, I've interviewed uh, Ruth E. Carter. She's the costume designer behind the Marvel series of Black Panther, which is, um, I think it's February 17th or something like that. The movie is coming out. But she's also behind some of the most iconic Black films like Malcolm X, Amistad, Do the Right Thing. And she even talked about the power of mentorship. She credits Spike Lee, um, for teaching her really about the business side of costume design. And then also last week I interviewed uh, Tiana Robinson. She is a makeup artist. She was voted the number one makeup artist in D.C. In just under three years, she went from a laid-off marketing executive to a six-figure makeup artist. Uh, and she dropped a lot of gems about how she learned how to price herself, the, the, the mistake that she made in the very beginning with just not knowing her value and not knowing how to negotiate. And she gave some really good actionable advice as well as the investments that she's had to make to get her to where she is. So I just want women to hear about more of that, right? So in addition to providing connections for 
my members of the She Deserves More platform. There will be classes on everything from how to turn your ideas into profit to packaging and pitching your ideas to investors or you know media publications, how to speak up for yourself, how to negotiate, how to price financial investing for women, right? How to make yourself more marketable for funding and sponsorship, right? Because I mean, ultimately, here's the thing, y'all. I really, my mission is simple. I want to help as many nine to fivers and entrepreneurs, mainly women, become recognized leaders in the workplace and influential voices within their industry. And I want us to break the habit of self-doubt and self-sabotage and build confidence. These are really, for me, these are the struggles that don't make the headlines on Facebook and Instagram, those hidden things, the journey that just doesn't make it. And I feel like you know, even with the stories that I do for BE and I look at the comments sometimes for Black Enterprise, sorry, I use the acronym also, but I look at the comments and when you see stories of women who are overcoming, you know, the self-doubt and who are changing careers midway, it truly helps people, right? I look at the comments, I get a lot of emails about it, but I do understand that as women, we need more. We need concrete advice, actionable advice. We need access to, you know, how to make sure that we're ready for those sorts of financial investments. And not only that, make sure again, that we can speak up for ourselves at the table because people always say they're ready, but they're not really ready, right? The confidence that they don't know how to really articulate who they are and what they have to offer and what really makes them different in a market, um, the marketplace, right? So I solely believe too that mentorship is also about creating opportunities for connection and, spo- and exposure, right? And what we also have to remember is that although mentorship is encouraged, I want women to start looking at mentorship like we look at glam squads, okay? Just like you have like a glam squad that's going to include, let's see, uh, a fashion stylist, a makeup artist, a hairstylist. You need that same thing in a, those same elements in a career squad, right? So you need those women. Your career squad is going to be a mixture of some women, right? You need people who's going to help you simply own your BS. You need people who's going to help you maybe, you know, navigate a conflict, who's going to give you some tips for negotiating. He's going to give you some tips on, you know, how to adopt the process so you can make money or at least put yourself out there. And ladies, I, I mean, also, I really want us to start talking about money and investing a lot more because I think... Um, I know, I believe, I know, and this is from working in the workshop setting in corporate America, and this is also working on the other side with entrepreneurs, when it comes to negotiating and articulating our, our value and standing up for ourselves, we have a lot of work to do. And when you look at things like the pay gap, yes, we know the pay gap exists, right? It still exists. And one of the ways, one of the solutions to the pay gap is to speak up for yourself, right? Is to talk about, is to come to the table knowing you will not accept the first offer. Too many of us are accepting the first offer, right? And again, I know this for a fact. There's several uh, studies that's out. The other day, a couple of weeks ago, I posted something on Facebook about it. Um, and a former manager of mine, shout out to Jen, who in my head, she's still my manager, but um, Jen was my manager, project manager many years ago. And she said this, that almost 90% of the time that 
she sat in an interview with a woman and offered her, um, you know, the base salary. A woman would not provide a counter offer that men more often than not always countered. And she also said that she always had about three to five thousand dollars to offer, but a woman would never counter. I felt like sad for about that. Right. And so her her takeaway tip was, listen, when you're in negotiations, if the person doesn't have to, especially salary negotiations, if the person doesn't have to walk out of the room and get approval from their boss to give you that amount, you didn't go high enough. Right. So I do understand, too, that it's a mindset shift, but it's also being prepared. Right. Preparation breeds confidence. It's also being prepared and doing research and things of that sort. So these are some of the issues and topics and and actionable uh, courses and masterclasses that I want to offer through. She deserves more and more. Look, anybody who knows me above all else, I want to provide some real talk. Okay, because at a time when I'm looking back four years ago, I needed someone to tell me, Candia, stop your excuses. Stop comparing yourself. Stop overthinking and talking yourself out of ish and just step your damn game up. So listen, guys, I want to close this out. Right. There's two ways. So I'm going to start a Facebook group that she deserves. She deserves more Facebook group. Follow me um, on Facebook at Candia Johnson and I will add you to the group. The full program with website will launch in January 2018. And I'll also include a link within my podcast notes so you can stay in the know. I'll do some Facebook lives um, on the Facebook group in between the time. And listen, because it's the end of the year, I want to leave you with a question that someone asked me last year this time. What part of you has to die so that the best parts of you can be born in 2018, right? And I have to ask myself this often, probably at every stage, you know, every quarter, especially throughout the year, because I know that every stage of your life, you will have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's like a shedding process, right? And because it's November, now is the perfect time to really reflect on what are the parts of you that has to die so that the best parts of you can be born and shared with the world in 2018. So that is it, party people. Hit me up. Let me know what y'all think. Sus- subscribe to my podcast, y'all. Email me at hello at candiajohnson.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, Candia Johnson. I love Instagram. My Instagram handle, though, is candyj, K-A-N-D-I-J. Okay, party people, happy holidays. Enjoy. Talk soon.